Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> ah, I see you, weary traveler. But be warned, past these gates are spoilers. That's right. This is your spoiler warning. Peace. I hate the word. Hello and welcome to Mission Zach's Leguizama Rama, a podcast where each week we watch one thing starring the most underrated actor in the history of the entire world, Mr. John Leguizamo. My name is Mish Wittrup and you may know me from the last few episodes of this podcast. And I am joined, as always, by my very best friend and co-host, Zachary Wayne, who you would know from... Uh, the first couple of these podcasts. We're also joined by, genuinely, my two favourite funniest funniest people I know. They're so good. I fangirl for them and they're my mates, so that says something. Uh, we're joined by the two members of Hot Department, Patrick Jen Silva and Honor Wolf. Hi. Hey. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to your podcast. Hot department. Say I don't know who you are. Say I'm not privy to the alt comedy scene of Melbourne. We're in an elevator. There Ooh. we're um we've got What's four happening? stories before I get out and make a decision about what comedy festival show I'm going to see. <laughs> Tell me about yourselves. Sell, sell hot department to me. What are you? Who well, are you? Well, first of all, if we're in an elevator, things are going to get pretty steamy and dangerous. <laughs> Let's just say that. And, and this elevator's rickety. Yeah. I'm, I'm nervous about it because it could fall at any time. Oh, and, and I'm, I'm all pregnant. sweaty. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm seeing, I'm feeling oh. like sexy and dangerous. Oh, no. And then... Anna, what happened? Your your shorts fell off. My water broke. Oh my god! Wet. Oh. I'm all wet with my with my pregnant juice, ready Fuck. for ready for any baby to come out or come in, mm. and the elevator door's gonna open. But I'm scared because I don't want to oh, leave. And it's, and it's gonna be like The Shining. All the pregnant water is gonna gush out. But it's okay because we're all here together and we're holding we're hold- hands. We're holding hands. We're kissing and lips. Kiss, kissing lips. And can I just say um. I've seen you guys, and genuinely, that's actually quite accurate. That's probably, <laughs> you know, uh, Albert Camus talked about uh, his book, The Stranger, um, and he just people said to him, "Why do you write fiction, Albert Camus?" And he said, "I, uh, I write my essays to explain the theory, the concepts, the theories um, of the absurd, which was his philosophical theory." And he said, "But I write my fiction to explain the feeling." Of the absurd, and I think that pitch, sure, it didn't make any sense. Sure, it didn't convey <laughs> any of what you do, uh, but what it did do is it conveyed the feeling of what you do. Uh, for that, I'm very proud of you, Honor and Patrick. Thank you, thank you, um, Daddy. Can I say Dad. as well? Thanks, Dad. 
Thanks, Dad um, and Mr. Dad. Thanks, Mr. Dad, Dad. No, Albert, <laughs> thanks, my double Albert dads. Camus also was a massive fan of Placenta. He um, was a um, he wrote a book called um, Mr. Strange. Mr. Strange. And um, he constantly <laughs> talks about childbirth and shit and um, and placenta. So I think Zach, maybe include that in your um, next kind of analogy. All right. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, I'm not friend one. I'm doing my masters, so there you go. Are you really doing Whoa. your masters? Is this legit? What are you yeah, doing I'm your doing masters. masters in? Media. Sex. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> in ha- I'm, I'm doing my masters in, in kisses. <laughs> I'm doing my masters in how to find your true self. Personally, I want to do my masters in fucking. Yeah. 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 That's what I want to do. No, my no, masters no. In. Oh, that's so dangerous. You're crazy. <laughs> they've oh cut funding God. for that, Mish. That's... Yeah, they cut funding. There's only... I know, I heard about that. They've cut, it to the, they've cut funding to the arts and they've cut funding to fucking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did a TAFE so course on fucking, but I couldn't finish it because... I, I got to the apprenticeship it. stage, but then I got, like, shy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> when I had to do my apprenticeship in fucking, no. I got really shy. <laughs> When it came to your praxims. Yeah. Where did you do your placement? Uh, well, they they wanted me to do my placement um, out east. Yeah. In the eastern <laughs> suburbs. Dandenongs. Um, yeah, the, the Dandenong, the Dandenong Ranges. Yeah. Um, mm, uh, but though. like I said, I got really shy, so I called yeah. in sick on my first day of oh, really? fucking apprenticeship. Yeah. <laughs> because that's yeah. the thing for me, fucking... Like, Fucking theory is okay, yeah. but it's really when you do fucking placement that you understand what it's about. And 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 it used to be that you it used to be like mostly placement. I think third year fucking was pretty much all on the job training. They say in first year, what? in first year of fucking, mm. like when you're studying fucking, yeah. that's when they weed out all the people who really don't want to fuck. Yeah, no, yeah, like they're just there because it sounded cool and they like want to be with their mm. friends out of high school and stuff like that. Well, so in first. Year they weed out the ones who don't want to fuck yeah. and then in second year it's all it's theory. really intense yeah but Full it's so on, intense it's so intense yeah and then zach's right in third year that's when i got scared and yeah. i couldn't go to the dandenong ranges to do my placement in fucking <laughs> because i remember and there's a lot of people come to me and they say oh yeah i did a little bit of fucking in in high school and i say you know the first thing they say at, at uh, uh, f- fucking university is they're like this isn't high school fucking. Like, forget everything you thought you knew about fucking. Um, yeah. Yeah, we're going to teach you new things about fucking, um, but we have to go back to the basics of fucking. I thought I, I thought I knew all there was to know about fucking when I went to fucking university, but my teachers taught me some new things. Um, they really did. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Downward, downward dog, anal, um, <laughs> how to suck the balls. But not yeah. too hard. A mistake I yeah. often made. Mm. Um, um, Utilizing to... all five fingers. All five, and yeah. a, a gentle uh, circular motion. Mm. Yeah. Because what? Yeah. Uh, I failed at that. That's a... It's okay. That's, That's okay. okay. I mean, it's it's yeah. one of those things, isn't it? In in first year fucking, when you you're doing missionary again, and you're like, what yeah. is this? Like year nine? Like for f- fuck's sake, guys! And they're mm. like. <laughs> Um, if you think that that's missionary, then you need you've got another thing coming, um, and that's not mm. you. You're not the one. Com- yeah. ha- having done, having gone through the whole process, though, I'm really, really glad that we started a fucking 
and built up. Because imagine, imagine on your first day mm. if they'd thrown you into like, I don't know, Bukaki or something. Yeah. Mm. Like, oh my god. Which, by the to... way, is like that's outdated. Like you know, mm. it, it's all about um, animals. Um, yeah <laughs> you're a few years younger than me though pat so like know, back in my day yeah. back in my day we gradu- graduated based on the score that we got for bukaki for you yeah. true it yeah. was inanimate objects it's animal play yeah animals. it's an animal play um, fences mailboxes animals um teardrops uh, my <laughs> sister's um pram like mm. all these things that you've put together and and then like the thing now is like they make us do a lot of um media with it so we have oh, to like okay business self-promoting so i do a lot of tiktok fucking uh insta fucking <laughs> and like um mm. yeah, yeah wow. it's just kind of like and then my linkedin fucking is just that's when i kind of like get my run my business but well that's the thing I, yeah. you you leave you leave uh fucking university and, and i remember my first maybe six months of fucking in the real world like i, I moved to mm. the city to do fucks and I remember. Yeah. Well, I tell going, you, be available if you if you want to be if you want to fuck. Absolutely, yeah. You you need to be available to fuck. You can't. You went through all of this training. You can't just go out into the real world and expect for fucks to be given. And well, and, and it's amazing because there's like there's a lot fewer fucks than you'd realize. And and I remember in second year, I had a had a fuck teacher um, by the name of. Uh, <laughs> Like a fuck teacher, and 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 he sat us all down, and he said, you know, you all look pretty tired, and we said, yeah, we've been fucking all day. I've I've fucked four people already, and he said, well, you know, if 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 you're not enjoying the fucking, um, what what do you think it's going to be like out there? And he said that there are people that they'll wait tables, they'll work at bars, uh, they will. They'll do anything else so they can they can do one fuck a year. And did mm. you know that... Um, it's got uh, very real. What's that? <laughs> Just got very real for a second. I get it. Did you know <laughs> that um, Tim, uh, Tim... Who's the guy from Reservoir Dogs? Uh, the lead from Reservoir Dogs. Timothy Chalamet. No, um, not Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> Tim, Tim Allen. Tim, um, not Tim, Tim Allen. Tim, uh, it's Tim Allen. Tim Allen. Yeah. Do you know Tim what? Allen? No, it's not. Is it? no, Tim it's not. It's Timothy. No, it's not. <laughs> Timothy Sham. Sham. I know who. You're Timothy. That Shamble. Uh, googly eye, googly eye man. T- uh, Timothy. Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi. Timothy. Uh, what are you talking about? Timothy. <laughs> he's, he, he, he's British, in real life. Yeah, Timothy. Yes. Tim, uh, Timothy. Tim, 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 Phil, Tim, Phil, Tim, Tim, Tim Roth, Tim Roth, Tim Roth, Tim Roth. Do you know Tim Roth? Tim. Uh, yeah. After After yeah, Reservoir, I, I met him. <laughs> I met him. <laughs> yeah, I know after, him very yeah, well. Yeah, no. Do you know Tim Roth? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. How do you know Definitely. Tim Roth? We did an apprenticeship oh, for like two years. Yeah, we we got placement at his fuck place. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. But we got we got let. We got we got fired essentially just because we weren't fucking enough. Like yeah, yeah. Makes sense. I get it though. His fuck place is super exclusive. It's yeah. really hard, and he's like crazy. a great fucker. Um, oh, but the crazy but thing is, right? This is what this is what my fuck teacher said. He said that um, after Reservoir Dogs, you would think he would have gotten a lot of fucks after Reservoir Dogs. It did so well yeah, in Sundance. Yeah, you'd you'd think yeah. he would have been fucking a lot of people off the back of yeah. that film. 
Apparently, after Reservoir Dogs, he had to go back to working at a bar. He didn't get any fucks for like four no. years after that film. And this is oh, the thing no. that people don't realise, that you're at fuck school and it's like, oh, I'm so tired of fucking yeah. and doing all this but you fucking. Have to, but there's other things that you should like take into consideration. It's like a lot of people, it's like, oh, well, I've been fucking straight from fucking school. Mm. Mm. I keep telling all my friends that are still out there, you know, still working the bars and trying to get fucks. Mm. You know, Denzel Washington didn't get his first fuck until he was like in his late 30s. Morgan Freeman when he was 58. Yeah. Morgan Freeman. Judy Dench. Judy Dench had been fucking. Oh. She'd been fucking. Yeah. But no one, no one cared. No. Do you know if, no. But it was on until she was much older, people started paying attention going, I want to fuck with her. Yeah. Do you know Vera Wang didn't design her first fuck until her late 40s? <laughs> Yeah, I had heard about that. So she was, she was, yeah. she was writing about fucks at Vogue, I believe. Um, she would just yeah. go to different fuck shows, watch Absolutely. people fucking, write about Dude, all the fucks. You know the old woman, the old woman in Titanic? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, she was fucking until she was like ninety-eight. That's really? insane. So that's yeah, I mean, longevity. That's that. Mm. That is the dream right there. And yeah, like Coco Chanel, she would try. She started the. Um, she would have a whole bunch of farts, and then mm. she'll take one fuck out, and then <laughs> mm. and then all of a sudden, like more people started recognizing fucking. So yeah, like wow. a lot of people were like were over fucking. Yeah, in, yeah don't over complicate. Don't over fuck. Just so, take- wait, Coco Chanel. She's the one who kind of. Uh, uh, kind of invented the two-piece little pink fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So there was, yeah. It was really yeah. intense. Like fucking cum dripping like you know mm. two piece and then one day she just took she's like i'm gonna take one fuck out and then all of a sudden it was a masterpiece she, it's mm. uh it's, fuck. don't over it's fuck co- i think that's what the, the yeah. lesson i learned from coco don't over fuck no, under fuck you you, you want if you have to you want the people to know but the other thing that i think coco chanel really uh, taught is you only need one little fuck if you have one little yeah. fuck that that uh <laughs> it works for you <laughs> You can you can have seasonal fucks, you know. You can get little oh, statement mm. fucks along the way. Yes. But if you've got that one consistent fuck that you're yeah. coming to time and time again, mm. um, that's that's a really w- great way to just have elegance, beauty, and you know, be known for your fucking. I think. Abs- yeah. Absolutely. In, yeah. in my late teens, I definitely overfucked. I, you know, I mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. was overfucking mm-hmm. with you know reverse cowgirl. I was chucking. <laughs> Eiffel Tower. I was doing a reach around and pretending that's what you wanted. Yeah, Yeah, and I thought that that's what I. That was the fucking that that you were wanting to do. Yeah, and I thought that over fucking was going to get me more fucking, but I realized like just being like you know true to my like true fuck, Mm. and you know sometimes all I want is a spoon fuck. You know what I mean? Like a spooning fuck position, and that's that's all I need. (laughs) In yeah, do, you, do you know what's really, really um, gets grinds my gears? Mm-hmm. What? Is, what is like, it? I I really like um like I really like going back to the basics when it comes to fucking, mm-hmm. like yeah. remembering that and working hard, obviously. Mm-hmm. And again, a lot of my friends are in the industry; they're working the bars, they're they're mm-hmm. waiting the tables so that they can fuck. Mm-hmm. I'm really sick of every time I go on Instagram just seeing all these fucking influencers. Oh my god! Everywhere, oh and my I just god. feel and like they're not real fuckers. They're not they're real, real fuckers. fuckers. Like, they're not real fuckers, man. Mm, no, like, and it's and, and it, yeah, no, it's like on. as well like you know that this idea that you have to have an agent in order to be fucking. It's just like no. you know, Ridiculous. and so all these no. these people and they have like you know they're like these corporate. Gear. It's like that's not the real like mm. fucking way of like, I know it's just yeah. It's and also there's and it's you know and you don't want to fuck too early either. You see a lot of um. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah, what? Go on. Go on. What do you say? Who? What do you say, you see a lot of. Uh, anyway, I reckon you know we leave it. I reckon <laughs> Why? we stop we talking about it now. Um, because I'm missing fucking. Because we're in the middle of isolation. I haven't fucked in ages. Well, here's the I'm crazy missing. thing, Michelle, Mish, mm. about uh, <laughs> fucking is a lot of people are really sad about fucking and they really miss fucking. Absolutely. But I've noticed a lot of like uh, people really taking the initiative, keeping fucking alive. They're fucking on Zoom. They're fucking on Skype. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And I will say this. The one thing I got from fucking school, the, like the main uh, little gem that I got mm. from fucking school is... Headshot? You've, no, no, not headshots. Mine was done by a awful man. <laughs> um, no, not headshots. Um, is that collaborate. You know, yes. work with your friends. Uh, fuck with your, fuck friends. your friends. Fuck with your because friends. Because if you're fucking with your friends, you're still fucking. Mm. You know well, what I mean? Yeah. If you Pat fucking. Been, Pat and I have been fucking since we uh, finished fuck university. Mm. And yeah. we, we have, you know, achieved a lot of fuck awards. Eight um, years. Eight years of. We've really, yeah, honed in our fuck skills. Yeah. That's so um, good. We've gotten really close. Yeah. Um, you're a prime example. Pat's I hope deep. that fucking university <laughs> asks you two to come back and, and show... And, and speak with the second and third years about your experience at fucking school and where you've come since then. Because you're a prime example of the importance of a collaborative fuck. And I, I say you. this, I say this to Mish often. Um, I, I, I've seen you guys fucking a couple of times. I've, I've watched awesome. you fuck two or three times. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I don't think I've missed, I don't think I've missed a fuck that you guys That's have so done. lovely. Yeah. Thank you. That's Thank really you so lovely. Much. And, That's really and, lovely. Um, and I've said it, I said, you know, the people that really come out of fucking school the best fuckers out of fucking yeah. school, uh, they don't sit and wait for the phone to ring. They don't mm. wait for someone to ring them up um, and say, hey, uh, would you like a fuck? Um, fuck? They make their own fucks. They yeah, go out it. there, they go to yeah. the bars, they go on the mm. dating apps and they find their fucks. And if they can't find their fucks, they make their fucks. They just... And what you... And what Patton on a do... Is it's really unique fucking. Like I haven't seen fucking like it, but it makes me want to do it, and Thank it makes you. me want to watch Thank every you so time. Much. Yeah, no I, yeah, that means a lot, and yeah, and I think it's true. Fuck with your friends, you fuck till the end. So that's I it. think that's really nice. You are we done? Patrick, I love fucking you. Oh, that's great. That's really Patrick, nice. Patrick, I love fucking you. I love fucking. You I too. would love to fuck all of you. Um, mm. oh. I hope one day we can all fuck. Yeah, that'd be fun. I would love a group. We're, we're kind of you know we could we could fuck. After we're kind of doing it right now. I know. In many Look ways. at us. Yeah, in many ways in many we're doing way. fucks. Look yeah. at us. Having a Fucking fuck. together. <laughs> Look at us. Look at me. <laughs> fucking myself. Can I just say to our listeners right me. now <laughs> that Pat and Honor asked before we started recording, oh, can you just give I us a lowdown on what this podcast is like? And I just said, oh, it's just really loose. Like Zach and I, we're all the four of us are just going to have a bit of a chat. And then we'll talk about the movie. And I was like, yeah, sick. And so we press record and we start. And you guys just can't just chat, can you? Mm, fucking yeah. and felching, my heart fucking is melting. And felching, my heart is melting. And I fuck you. I want to fuck, fuck really bad. I oh, want God. to fuck from everyone. Give me a fuck. I'd like a fuck. You and me together. He must do fuck. This is really, really enjoyable, but this isn't how I fuck. <laughs> how do you Join like in. to fuck, fuck with us? 
Sorry. How do you like to fuck? Mine's a little bit more of a dry fuck. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's how I, I fuck. That's yours. That's how I fuck. Yeah. This is how I fuck. This is how I fuck. No, that's not how I fuck. This is how I fuck. This is how I fuck. This is how I fuck. No, that's not how I fuck. Oh, this is how I fuck. Yeah. I fuck in my anus and I fuck in my puss and I fuck in my mouth and I fuck in the wuss. I fuck with my pussy and I fuck a dog and I fuck my mom and I fuck a lot. Fuck me up now. Fuck me up now. Fuck me up now. And sisters. We fuck like sisters. All right. I just want to make like I just want to make one hundred percent sure we're done on the fucking bit before I move on. I'm yes. done. We're done? Yeah. We were done ages ago, Because I just... Like, I don't we've wanna... been done with the fucking bit since 1972. Where have you been? <laughs> the fucking I just don't bit wanna... died years ago. <laughs> I just don't want to move on from the fuck if there's, like, good fuck gear. We were just reading a play this thing. Yeah, that what are you talking about? I was reading a book aloud. <laughs> yeah. I'll sing you a song. That was scripted. <laughs> yeah. Um, thank that you was so much. I gave Pat an honour before we started the pod. <laughs> <laughs> Um, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast, Pat and Anna. We're oh, now forty minutes in. Um, <laughs> Shit. So, oh did you know who John Leguizamo was before we asked you to come on? I See. didn't know him by name, but I knew him by photo. I looked mm. him up on the Google, and I saw him, and I said, "Oh, that's a guy from Moulin Rouge," mm. and. Um, that's what I knew about him and I'm ready to learn more and I have learned more and I can't wait to go on this discovery with all of you about with John Leglizamo. John Leglizamo? Yes. Like Leglizamo. Before we started recording, Anna asked us to clarify what his name was and we all refused. I still don't. John Leglizamo. So, Anna, what do you think the name of our podcast is? Mission Zach. Yeah. Do it again. What are we doing? <laughs> do it yeah. do it again. Speaky talk. On Mission Zach, it's speaking on, on the channel. Everyone turn on. it on. Turn up the TV. Close. Here we okay. go. Yeah, no. It's, okay, that's close that's enough. Mission that's Zach, close. do a thing. <laughs> that's pretty close. That's pretty close. Mission yeah. Zach, kiss all night. I saw it. Oh, my God. Shut up. Shut up, I saw up, you guys Anna. fucking kissing. Shut I saw you guys fucking kissing. Shut yeah. up. This is not... People have often, oh. like, when we last did our... Um, when we did our last podcast recaps, I got a, at least two DMs a week asking if I was in love with Zach <laughs> or if he was my boyfriend or if we fuck. Um, <laughs> Zach never got one. <laughs> it was all just the assumption that I reckon... I reckon Mish is in love with Zach. Mish like, is a slut. Well, are you? <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, I'm a slut. I don't love anyone. <laughs> I lost yes. the ability to love a long time ago. Yeah, no, no, no. No, no, I'm broken. I'm dead inside. Yeah. Pat, did you know who John Leguizamo was? I did, yes. Um, I did you. from um, Whatever. Romeo and Juliet, from The Pest, um, and everything else. That's some other, I don't know. He, he always pops. He's one of those actors that just pop up in a lot of things, and you're like, I know that person. And mm-hmm. for a while, I thought he was Mark Wahlberg. So wow, um, <laughs> he's better. Yeah. Than he Mark did a movie Wahlberg. with he did a movie with Mark Wahlberg's brother Donnie called what? Body Count. Yeah, can I just like really? throw it out mm. there now that I think there's something that's emerging for me at least in the Leguizamo. Um, uh, what do you call a collection of films? A person's life's work. A flock. Flock. A, fl- um, a school of fish. Leguizamo's flock of films. Filmography. <laughs> Leguizamographies. 
in the Legwood's armography, uh, I've noticed um, a consistent, like you, patterns are starting to emerge. And the, and one of the first <gasps> patterns I've noticed is he works with people's less famous brothers a lot. Oh, my yes. God. He does it a lot. There's a couple that we've picked up on. There's less famous brothers mm-hmm. um, and a lot of sequels. He loves a sequel. Loves oh. a sequel. He loves a sequel. Um, Zach, why don't you do your little blurb about the movie so at least we can start talking about it. <laughs> it's yeah. a good blurb. This blurb. What? Um, what are you doing? So I do a little blurb. We do a little blurb to give it some structure. I think it's going to last maybe 10 <laughs> podcasts all up before we give up on the blurb. But currently. <laughs> no, I like the blurb. <laughs> I like it. It's a, it gives it a bit of structure. You've got to understand, Zach. Yes, majority. I would say 99% of the people that listen to this podcast are fucking cooked. Yeah. But there is 1% that genuinely looked up a pyromaniac's love story in podcasts in the hope that someone had done a podcast about this film. And they made and it they to the know 30 minutes of the fuck talk. Yes. And, you know, to the person who looked up a pyromaniac's love story starring John Leguizamo, made it through the half an hour of two 30-year-olds <laughs> talking about fucking... And late 20s. Sorry, guys. Don't want to jump Thank the gun you. on you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome. We are now going to talk about the film. And here it, here it starts. A Pyromaniac's Lab Story is a charming little 1995 romantic comedy starring William Baldwin, John Leguizamo, Sadie Frost and Erica Alain. Sergio, John, is a Toronto pastry shop assistant who is smitten with Hattie, a girl who works at her father's diner, but she refuses to consider a relationship with him until he begins to earn a decent living. An opportunity presents itself when Linda, Sergio's employer, offers him $20,000 to torch the store so he can collect the insurance money and use it to give to his, his wife the lifestyle he feels she deserves. Sergio declines the offer, but one night, the bakery is burnt to the ground anyway. When Sergio is offered $25,000 to take the blame by the millionaire father of the real culprit, a comedy of errors begins as each and every character takes the blame for the arson of the bakery and fall in love with each other and stuff. At the time of release, Variety called the film a quirky little gem and a modern-day fairy tale (laughs) with a bemused appreciation of romantic love, blazing passions and other human follies. In a 2020 podcast, Zachary Ruane describes it as proof that John Leguizamo should play the lead more and, oh, I thought that guy looked like Alec Baldwin. (laughs) Yes. Oh, bless. So that's um, the description of the film. Yeah. Uh, firstly, it must have been really nice for John to do a film with the most successful Baldwin brother. Um, <laughs> yeah, my God. Yeah. Did yeah. We like, know that would have then, been big for John. Did we know then that um, Alec was, like, f- set to be the most successful? Like, when did this... Oh, 97. Yeah, Alec was we very established yeah. at that point, wasn't he? Yeah. It? Yeah, by 1995, Alec was he was the Baldwin. Yeah. They wanted him. They settled with William. Yeah, <laughs> they, like, and even Stephen, he got the usual suspects. But then after that, it was like, mm. yeah. Well, they I think that they wanted Alec, but they could only afford William. Like they had William money, mm. but an Alec dream. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I I'm gonna I'm gonna just kick things right off and say, um, I thought based on the trailer. And based on the title, 
that I this movie would be awful. And I was <laughs> like, okay, let's just smash it out. We'll bring on Pat and Honor because they'll be really good for just good chats around a, what is probably going to be a fucking horrible film. I really liked it. Oh. Yeah. Oh. But I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm like a proper sucker for like a real kind of. I'm a I'm a sucker for a rom com, and I just thought it was a really kind of cute and quirky one. It made me feel like maybe I could I could love again. <laughs> <I'm> cur- <laughs> <laughs> Mish is in a very good place in her life, I yeah. should say. Yeah. So she's receptive like to, to this that, sort of story. Yeah, that's no, that's that's actually a very good point. If I had watched this six months ago, I might have been like, this is some bullshit, but now I watch it. <laughs> We're currently in a relationship with the man I love. I'm like, oh, this is, oh, this is nice. but I get it. I get it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, Tron. Yes. <laughs> What did Bring you guys think? Um, Fine. What did you guys think? Um, no, well, I will say, I, 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 I uh, uh, for context um, uh, to the hot department, um, uh, we have watched some rough ones and I think we made some bad. I'm going to like put my hand to heart and say, as lovers of John Leguizamo and as people who started this podcast as an ode to who we believe is someone who is as deserving of a renaissance as Matthew McConaughey or mm. Jeff Goldblum. We mm. started this podcast as an ode to that man and then we picked some real rotten little nuggets for the first six or seven po- <laughs> uh, movies. So mm. I, I had a good time. I thought it was charming and cute. Mm. It reminded me of like, uh, you know, I see a lot of friends' plays. It reminded me of a talented friend's second play. It was just a nice little mm. piece of writing. Wasn't mm. perfect, but wasn't too long. It was in and out. Thank you very much. See you later. And I really liked how much John Leguizamo was in it because he was the So lead. much John. So yeah. much John and hot John. We, oh. we, we, we do not give hot John enough credit in all of this. Yeah, mm. I don't want to be that person who's like, John's really fucking hot, because then I'll just say it every single episode. <laughs> but honestly, John is so attractive. Oh, my God. Everything about it. And even just the accent as well. That is a Because t- it's so, like, charming. Yeah. Mm. You know, and you're just like, oh, you're, you're different and soft inside, but kind of, like, fun and quirky. I don't yeah. know if I found him hot in this. I'm, I, I, think, I think he can be very attractive, but I feel like this character just seemed really dumb, like borderline, like real dumb, like okay. dumb, like there's like, he's dumb. Um, and I feel like, I feel like the way that they presented him, I was like, I would, I can't even imagine fucking this small boy. Like yeah. it seems like a little, cause he was definitely se- seemed like this kind of like little boy walking around in love with this mean woman who's hot. But also not that appealing. Neither mm, of them oh were God. that appealing. No, that's, I think he that's, was cute, but he was like cute, like a little boy's cute, like a ten-year-old mm. boy. And you're like, look at this little boy who's in love with. He's like, you know, he's following his little dog around. They're on an adventure. Like, not she's not a dog, but I just imagined <laughs> it in that kind of sense. It felt like a child, a children's movie, but with adults. Mm, with adults. And I didn't want to fuck him because he reminded me of a little boy, like a little baby boy. But okay. if you guys want to fuck little baby boys, I mean, like, that's <laughs> yeah, crazy. Okay. So sort of I'd like the, to uh... establish. I'd like to establish that in this movie, John would probably be well into his late twenties, even early thirties. So my being attracted to him is so fine. So this is so context. metaphor. She's saying that the character is quite uh, of of simple. Uh, he's 
He's simple and sweet, like a boy. This movie is has John in his late twenties, early thirties. Uh, he is of of legal fucking age. <laughs> we do need to be clear. <laughs> Make that I didn't mean that really at all. Clear. <laughs> um, what I did find like um, interesting was we were meant to be invested in his. Uh, attraction to this Hattie person, oh my God. but like I couldn't understand what it was about mm-hmm. her that he that I, he was so obsessed with because she was firstly she was like I'm not going to date you unless you have money yeah. yeah um but also just like a bit of a cunt. However, that being said, there was this moment a very very mid nineties moment where. A, uh, William, uh, not just any guy, William Baldwin <laughs> okay. grabs her in the cafe and kisses her on the mouth against her will and she punches him in the face and then gets in trouble from her boss. Yeah, and her I, boss from, that's her dad, thing. yeah? And, yeah. And that's her the second like, time. Mm-hmm. You should have let him kiss you. Uh, yeah, yeah, you should have pucker, puckered up. Pucker you should up. Pucker. And, like, uh, that was the second time that she got harassed too. Like, yeah, the, she got know, harassed at, a lot. At the very too. start, like, she's like, he pinched my ass. And they're like, oh, you just got to do your job. And she's like, what? <laughs> and, then, <laughs> it was, yeah, and then John goes, like, runs off after the guy that pinches her yeah. on the ass and he's like, hey, man, um, uh, uh, wh- tell me, what's your advice in life? Because that's the girl I'm going to marry. And he's like, well, I'll tell you what, best be careful. She might get mad at you if you pinch her on the ass. He's like, all right, bye. Ah. Here's your wallet. To me, this movie was kind of like the the kind of movie that David Lynch would have done for Year 10 Media. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. I I wrote that down too. I said it's like a student film. Like a student film that doesn't have any... But like not not in a way of like there's no good quality or anything in it. In terms of like a really good, nice, warm student film. But it's, like it's, I don't care what it has to say about anything. Yeah, you know what it's I mean. Pleasant. Like I, I don't, I don't really care about the characters that much. He's cute, like a little boy. Oh, I stop she, it! We get it. We no, get it on no, her. We get it she, on her. She's not. I mean, I, I thought it was fine. And again, I reckon if I was watching it, when did this come out? Nineteen ninety-eight. Is that what you said? Nineteen ninety-five. Five. Yeah. Okay. I think if I watched this when it came out at that age or around that time, I would have really enjoyed it because I would have been like, this is like a, like Amelie or something. Yeah, you know you what I mean? Yeah, would have been three like, though. So no, you probably no. would have been like, oh, no, left the have. TV yeah, on? Right. <laughs> I would have been two and horny. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, I, yeah, I think I would have, or, or even me back in the 90s, if I was this age back then, I would have been like, this is a quirky, like warm film, but maybe it's just, it, it was just so foreign to me to the films that I watch now that I'm just a bit like, Ugh. What kind of films do you watch now, Anna? Um, pornographic. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, um, pornos. Um, no, I, I wonder if that girl who spent 40 minutes talking about fucking, I wonder if she likes porn. I don't. Not anymore. Um, I don't, though. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, I don't. I think, look, I think it's quirky. I think it's fun. But I definitely, it had that kind of, like, student film not, nothing really to say kind of aspect of it but it was still warm and endearing i just didn't really it care was, about anyone or the film. like one of those films like from the 90s where they're like this is everyone's like this is clever because you know it's got like so many like twists and they're like mm. but i'm the one with the fire but i shot the fire and then everyone's like whoa it's very like kooky mm. very like in this shakespearean way but like but it, it's just pleasant i, like, I wrote down no, it, it felt like a no dream sh- it felt like i was watching a dream someone's dream but that's beautiful man that's what I mean. That's what I mean by Lynchy as well. Like it had that kind of weird, 
weird oddball David Lynch thing about it, but before David Lynch had Lynch had developed his own feelings and thoughts and life experience. Yeah. Definitely. So that's why I feel like if in year ten media he was told to show us a love story, he would have produced a Pyromaniac's love story. That's fair. I can see that's that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's accurate? Uh, well, yeah, uh, I think that's Thank you, Anna. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. <laughs> what did you think, Patrick? Um, we've been uh, bouncing back and forth, but what were your feelings on the, on the film? Uh, well, like I said, it was very pleasant. Like, yeah. I, it was one of those films where I kept tuning out, mm. where, like, I wasn't fully invested, but then, um, but I would still, like, I'm like, I'm going to go along for the journey, but I didn't care, kind of what Honor said, like, I didn't really care for anyone's story, um, but I was intrigued to, like, see what would happen. But, like, yeah, I think the only, like, the one thing that I took away was the fact that William Baldwin <laughs> is so bad. Like, <laughs> like, just to the point where, like, as soon as he came on screen, it looked like, a, um, like a third year actor who was like doing, you know, like, or, or even like a second year actor, like someone who's just like doing acting university and they're like, their idea of playing like a crazy or a bit like kooky person is mm. to just yell a lot. And then it was, and he was very like milady, you know, like he just reminded me of like the milady guys. Where he's like, know? I'm in love. And then he's like saying that pop, he's like st- saying his feelings at that bar, like that scene where he's like in the bar, he's like, love, what is love? I go around and I see and I get, give me a drink. Oh yeah. And there's like all these bikies around him. And I'm like, if I was like, if he was doing that, like they would punch him. And like, but everyone's like, everyone's like, oh my God, yeah. They're like really intrigued by this like awful monologue. And then at the end, this bikie comes up, he's like, hey, if whatever's happening to you, tell me and I'll fix him. He's like, nah, don't worry about it. I'm crazy. Like that, that was my... It had a real, absolutely, it had that vibe of like, um, you know, it's like, uh, you know when I said like as a compliment, it was like your talented friend's second play. Admittedly, yeah. William Baldwin was like the the guy in that play, like he's like the guy who wrote the play, wrote a part for himself. Yes. It had that vibe. Mm, yes. Of like, yes, yes. You really did. And like someone sat him down and was like, um... Look, you can't write, produce, direct, and star in the film, you, in the play. You need to give, even though he didn't write or direct this film, it had that feeling. It's like, yeah. A, you need to like not be in it, and B, you should probably cut down the scene in the biker bar. Like, I know you're having so much fun with it. And they're like, yeah, but it's getting great laughs. And they're like, yeah, but you're blinded by your performance. Like, yeah. <laughs> it definitely yes. had that. Do you know, on that as well, I loved the bit at the end where what was the girl's name that Garrett was in love with? Something, something H- Hattie. Hattie. No, no, the oh, one that Garrett. Oh, who's Garrett? Steffi. Steph. 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 Garrett was who's William Steph? Baldwin. Who the fuck are you talking about? The, the blonde Steph? one. I think the blonde one. <laughs> yeah, okay, this? William Baldwin was in love with a blonde lady named yes. Steffi or, yes. St- or, s- or something. The one with the eyebrows. Yeah, eyebrows. We'll say eyebrows. William Baldwin was in love with eyebrows. Take two, yeah. 
Eyebrows thought she was in love with John Leguizamo. Yeah. So Eyebrows goes back to the bakery where John is right at the end of the movie. Um, and they do like a flashback, sorry, um, where she fell in love with him because of these beautiful words that he said. And that's touched on throughout the whole film. So there's this big build up to what did John say? Yeah. Like, what did John say that made this woman fall instantly in love with him? And so in the flashback, she's Steffi's like, oh, I don't even believe in love. And then it cuts to John going, don't be stupid. And it does a good old close-up of his face. You're like, this is the moment where we're going to get the brilliance. And it was the most waffly (laughs) bullshit. (laughs) It was like, love is when you're sitting down, but you want to stand. And so when you stand up, there's the love. And without that, why walk out the door? Why? When you could have love right here when you stand up. No, don't sit down. Here it is. It was something like that. It had the vibe of like uh, like someone who hasn't been in love. Someone like writing about love, you know, like a like a sixteen year old writing about love. Yeah. And it was like in yeah. that moment, Stephanie knew that she would never be able to be with anyone else. It was World War Two, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and she saw what love truly was, like a belly full of stars making you fly through the heavens. But that like was the last bomb. she would see of Antonio as he went off also, to war. That sorry, that first the start where she one I love the start because you know how she she goes back she tries to kiss him the eyebrows mm. lady tries to <laughs> assault him and he has to run away from from her and she tries to kiss him and it's like really choreographed kind of like yeah. like a almost like a fight like a fight scene or something yeah in a play like it's in all a, preempted yeah, yeah. Ex- exactly yeah. Dun, dun, like, dun, like moving i go left side. and you go right. right yeah i go right and, then and you go i'm left. creeping and, you <laughs> and i'm backing up slowly and i'm scared yeah it, it was oh, really no. strange really strange way to begin yeah. um it, but it, that had that that's i think the kind of vibe it had throughout mm. it it's just like they were like let's do a table read and let's do like a couple of and then they're like oh my god my um my offer is i'm gonna go here and like be crazy and they're like cool my offer is i'm gonna go up to you and like you know like those mm. when you like you watch those like scene studies and, and then obviously just they're like this is my offer like oh my god like when john he he jumps on the car <gasps> at oh the my gosh. for no reason he just jumps on a car <laughs> my offer and then the man's like can you uh, hey, yeah. hey sir please could you please get off my car sir please and then he's, and like, he's like oh sure of course. you know that Thank moment you. in plays yeah. yeah that happens a lot in plays doesn't it when you like see plays and you're like Oh man, I can see like how that would have been awesome in the rehearsal, yeah, but they no definitely God. should have cut it around the dress yes. rugs. It's yes. oh, it's lost it's like the magic. When, it's like when you have just like a re- like there's a ladder in the middle of the rehearsal room. And they're like, oh, oh my don't. god, let's use the ladder in the show, and then it gets it's <laughs> used it's- in the show, and then there's a fucking ladder on the stage the whole time, and then it's used once, and then you like. The whole time you're just like, what was that? <laughs> Why did they have a ladder? <laughs> Pat's literally talking about our encores. Oh, no, what, what, what was it called? Uh, what's uh, the last? Uh, our showcase. showcase. Our showcase where we had, we, we used we a ladder to... in one scene, but we just made the whole showcase around ladders and suitcases. Oh, that's And I think so it's because there was funny. a suitcase in the room and a ladder in the room. That's, that's and so they, uh, we weren't allowed to climb the ladder either because of like, oh, it's Gab did. Oh, Gab climbed all the way up? Yeah. yeah. Not all the way up. She died. Rest in peace. I just noticed then I went to see if I could find the quote uh, that John says, (gasps) but I couldn't find it. What I could find, though, was the trivia on IMDb for this movie, Mm -hmm. and there's only one piece of trivia laced to this movie, and it's that Johnny Depp turned down the role of Garrett. (laughs) Also, just for our listeners that are big fans, um, Dennis the Menace's 
the wife of Mr. Wilson, Mrs. Wilson. Yes. Yes. She's in it. Now, yeah. fun fact, she oh. was married to Laurence Olivier. Yeah, she was yeah, um she was on that that, that the Dames, the Dames um show that's on the BBC or whatever where it's like oh. Judy Dench, uh mm. Maggie Helen Smith, oh, that no, lady um, and they're mm-hmm. all talking about yeah. She was married to Laurence Olivier, and she's also blind now. No, she's still right. alive, but she's gone blind. Mm-hmm. And uh, they all talk about how he was really awful. He was really yeah. awful to all wow. of them. And she's like, I know my husband was the worst. Um, <laughs> but everyone should everyone should watch that as well. But yeah, she's she's also in um. Uh, a 101 Dalmatians. Dalmatians, yeah. yes. That's, I, know. See, I, and, see, I just saw it and I was like, oh, Mrs. Wilson. <laughs> I loved her, right? I loved her. I thought she was amazing. But I have yeah. a very similar problem. We were talking in an earlier podcast, Mish, about how, like, whenever John Leg was... Like, now whenever John Leguizamo isn't in a film, I'm like, well, mm. they could have cast that person as John Leguizamo. They mm. could have cast that part with John Leguizamo. Mm. I have a very similar thing with Miriam Margulies. I like love Miriam Margulies yep. so oh, much. Yeah. Whenever there's any like um, actor in that sort of age range that mm. isn't Miriam Margulies, I'm mad that they mm. didn't just cast Miriam Margulies. Yeah. I'm like, they could have flown her in from Australia. <laughs> they could have found the yep. room in the budget. So I was just yep. mad at her for not being Miriam Margulies. That's Is fair. It? I do that with Stanley Tucci. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Can I, I just Stanley throw Tucci. out a perfect cast? Stanley Tucci, Miriam Margulies, and um, John Leguizamo. John Leguizamo. And, yeah. the, and uh, Mrs. Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Wilson. Yeah. Um, uh, there's one other thing I just want to add really quickly. Yeah. Yes. Um, Zach touched on it before. There are two things that I got out of this movie mm-hmm. more than anything. The first one is that this is the first time in my life I've ever seen John play a romantic lead mm-hmm. and I thought he was great. Yes. And I'm confused as to why there weren't more there aren't more accessible movies of his that he plays a romantic lead in. Mm. But the other one was um, my whole life ever since I was probably about 10 years old, I've had this opinion. The worst ever final kiss in a movie ever is <gasps> Reality Bites. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Okay. Winona Ryder kisses Ethan Hawke and it just looks like a bad kiss. Yeah, right on the mouth. Mm -hmm. It just looks like a bad kiss. And I remember seeing it when I was younger going, that doesn't look like how it should look, how it should be. Mm. Like, it's just a bad kiss. And I rewatched the movie. I'm like, I wonder if that's changed now that I'm actually doing the kissing of people. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. I've kissed. Um, And I watched it back. I'm like, no, that's still really bad. This might take the cake. Yes. At the end. Yes. The end. When... John Leguizamo kisses Hattie. Mm. It looks like a genuinely bad kiss. They, they, yeah. They <laughs> looked like... No, I, I thought the same. I was just like, oh my God. It looks like they were just like doing just a practice take and they're like, that'll do. Because <laughs> it looks... It actually looks like they're like... <gasps> you can't see... Like, you can't see this it, here. But like, it's like he... They're trying to like swallow each other's mouth or each mm. other's lips. It looked like the director had invented kissing and tried to explain to them what it was before they did the take. <laughs> yeah. it's, um, That's what it was. It was like the director's like, there's this thing I think would look really cool. <laughs> is if you take your mouths and you put them together and, and move them in a soft... <laughs> But vigorous, excitable fashion because you're in love and you're together now. And they went, whoa, okay, that's that's weird. Let's try it. They did one take and the director was like, yeah. Sure. That's it. That's about right. That's <laughs> it. It, yeah, it would so be funny. like a lot of pressure, wouldn't it, if you were like a director or an actor, anyone. Like the final kiss would be a really shitty like half day of shooting, wouldn't it? And it'd just be like mm. so shit. Like because you'd be like... Oh, I wasn't really feeling that. Could we, you you wouldn't want to ask for more takes because you'd come off as like a dirty, dirty creep. 
You couldn't yeah. like yeah. it would just suck. Well, in this movie, that that was very clearly like a one or two take deal. Yeah, the they whole movie was a, they shot it in one fourteen or two days. Take deal. Yeah. Can I just circle yes. back a moment just to talk about Hattie for a second? Now, so, Hattie being the uh, Hattie the being waitress, the John Leguizamo's love interest. Love interest. I, I do have to say it's actually really nice having a kind of not appealing romantic um, person, uh, you know, a uh, love interest. You know what I mean? Because like a conventionally attractive one. No, yeah. like she, she she's like I think she's really hot. Like yeah, pretty. I think she was. I thought she was. Yeah, she's just babe. for the record, she's, she's, I give her babe points. She gets my. I babe thought points. you would actually, Zach. When I watched the movie, I'm like, yeah, Zach, like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> I think I felt bad for um I felt bad for uh, William Baldwin um because I felt like like it was a real Baben cast like it, it it would have been hard for him to be like wow these these like there's a lot of babes in this cast and little old me <laughs> <laughs> I get what Anna's saying though what she's yeah. saying is that like back in the mid nineties there was a lot of like Cameron Diaz and like. Yeah, or uh, Cameron Diaz, or just anyone that's like warm and appealing. She wasn't warm. I like that about Hattie. She mm. wasn't. I think that's what um, uh, Sergio, that's his name. Yeah, John, yeah. Like Sergio Cuccio, by the way. Sergio Cuccio. Sergio Cuccio. Yeah. I love it. Um, but I, I think that I like that he liked that about. Yeah, there was her, actually that there she was, was an like element go, of like yeah. in those sorts of movies. Usually, it's like two people that are very similar. It's like two two people that are. Uh, kooky and romantic and that's rarely how it works usually someone mm. like a Sergio is attracted to someone like her that's a little bit like come on man like if you yeah. like it actually yeah. was like, a good couple like or yeah that's well, what, even yeah. even like you know like as good as it gets like Jack Nicholson you know him being like all cranky like usually it's the other way around it's like a cranky man and a woman who's trying to be like oh like you know and the guy's like yeah like you know pride and prejudice you know what i mean mm. it's like a cranky man and elizabeth or, wh- or whatever but mm. i think it's really nice that this is the opposite it's a cranky woman he's obsessed with her he's also like really naive and uh, not naive he's wise i guess because he knows what love is because love's a, a wishy-washy moon that falls from the sky or whatever he said to that woman that made her fall in love with him you stand but, up yeah you stand up it's when you stand up and touch the moon you, you touch the moon you listen to whistles and, and you, you, you blink your eyelashes three times and that's and what love is mum you slap your mum love is the sort of feeling you get when your heart goes boom 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 and you have to go fly through the sky for and that is love have you ever have you ever looked out over a balcony and been like wow it's like i'm flying and then you look down it's like whoa i'm not but i am floating love is kind of like when you pick up a cup and then it's warm because there's hot water in it and then but then some but then it gets a bit it gets a bit cold but then you put it down and you just put it in a microwave and that heat ignites and it heats Mm. your, your hands hot Sorry, babe. Sorry, eyebrows. I can't give you a kiss. I'm already in love. I'm so in love. Her name's Hattie, you see. And I tell you how I know how I'm in love with her. Because tingles and starshine. Full of my belly full of stuff. Oh, I'm in love with her. Look, it was bad. That that part was bad. But Leguizamo I think, I think their pants out of it though. He really oh, he really Leguizamo is so solid. fucking good. Oh, um, but no, I think Honor touched on all the reasons mm. why I really liked the film was that it, there wasn't a very conventional thread mm. to the rom com kind of thing. Like mm. it would have been very easy to put like fucking Johnny Depp 
in there oh, and yeah. to put fucking Cameron Diaz in there. Like Cameron Diaz could have played Eyebrows and Johnny Depp could have played William Baldwin. Cameron Diaz, who's mm. the only actor around in the 90s. <laughs> well, for some reason, of. she's the only she's one the only actor that was around. Who was Johnny yeah. Depp up for? Was he up for... Um, for William Baldwin. Oh, I thought he was up for Leguizamo. So I was like... Do you no. learn the characters' names or do you just learn them as William Baldwin, John Leguizamo and Eyebrows? 100% the, that one you said. So, yeah. <laughs> eyebrows, the eyebrow lady. Eyebrows, eyebrows. and Hattie. <laughs> the Hattie's the only one I learned. John Leguizamo, yeah. he's in love with Hattie. But Alec Baldwin's brother, he comes, he's, he lit the fire. And he likes Eyebrow Lady. Have you ever, he's in love with eyebrows. Have you ever had a child describe... Sorry, this is way off Have you ever had a child? I've had a child. <laughs> I have three. three children. Have you ever had a child describe a film to you? Is that, yes. this is so, yes. I didn't realise oh this right, God. but I like was making conversation with my niece a few months ago, back when I could. She's forty eight. <laughs> she's forty eight years old. Um, no, and she was uh, she was talking about a Christmas movie, and I was like, oh, what's it about? Thinking she would be able to do the elevator pitch, and we would be able to have conversation about it. But she was literally just like, so Santa is in. The- Santa comes to the house, and they have a dog, and then Santa says. Well, here's another dog, but the dog has magic skills. So then they're in the kitchen and then and it's like like the length of the movie is her explanation. And they start telling you their favorite scene as well. Yeah. They're like, oh yeah, and then the do- the dog slips over, but and then like Five hours pass and they come up to you in the kitchen and they're just like, oh, oh. And there was this one part as well where like, oh, you know, um, they go out for like um, ice cream. Mum took me once. <laughs> to be honest, I feel like if I have to describe anything, it's pretty, mu- it's pretty much the same. I'd be like, well, I definitely... this brown hair woman and, and Hattie slaps her and they, they eat pickles together. But like, that's not like the point. The point is like the like sunshine is um, and because then there's, there's aliens and they come in. I, I, this is... Um, um, yeah, I can't. I can't do it. That was Pride and Prejudice. That was Pride and Prejudice too. <laughs> Quickly with Hattie, just last thing. Uh, did you find that her dialogue was written shittily though? Like she just had a lot of lines that were like, wait, wait, like things that she had to repeat twice. Like, oh, no, no. Like it was just, I felt like she was like, I'm going to work with what I can and I'm going to try. It sounded to me like she said a series of like different ways of saying why I order. <laughs> like she just said why I order about... 50 times in, but using different words yes. i don't think it was written very well the whole movie i think i think all of the movie was kind of the dialogue was a bit i think all of them did a good job i think they all all the actors oh, you, and can, the, you can shit on anyone but leguizamo like just just to know the rules of the podcast you can shit on all the other ones that's no, but I, I generally, baby. I generally do think that the the writing in the movie was the thing that let it down. But you know mm. what I did like that he can't, John Leguizamo can't stand to see a man cry. I was trying to dance. He just yeah, can't. He's like, don't do that. Don't cry. Don't do. No, please, don't, don't. Oh, and then he has to. Then he, he's, um, he'll do whatever a man says if he's cried. So I, th- I think that was a beautiful part of his character. And his character stopped breathing all the time and fainted. Oh, when every time he saw Hattie, he loved her so much he'd stop. Stop breathing and he'd pass out. Like a yeah, man. Yeah, I am so in a new relationship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. I, it's like it's like this. The, the relationships I think are the biggest like um, uh, variant in like the score of a film. Like how much you like a film because if you're just in a relationship, you're gonna like love a love story a lot oh, more. Yeah. And if you're just out of a relationship, like. Um, 
uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall becomes a five star film, and <laughs> and um, what's that one? The um, Schindler's List. Schindler's List. <laughs> yeah, or Moon. But Moon like, as well. I just think Forgetting Sarah Marshall. I watched that like just after a breakup, and now I just rate it. Just along with the canon <laughs> classics. Like, it's like Joan of Arc, um, Twin Peaks. Um, the Artist. <laughs> the Artist. And, and fucking uh, Forgetting Sarah forgetting. Marshall because I watched Marshall, it yeah. two months after a breakup. It's up there with Melancholia. <laughs> yes. Fuck. <laughs> um, do you know the thing I'll say to this film's credit is that, like, I do. I've said it a few times in defence of the bad, the the ones that weren't great that we've watched so far. But I do really miss this sort of film. I think like the idea of co- calling sure. it a romantic comedy and just doing a nice little character piece <coughs> that's a little underwritten, mm-hmm. that isn't too long, that doesn't overstay its welcome, that has some mm. good actors, and they shot shoot it quick and cheap. Like that movie just doesn't exist anymore. Like at I have all. such a soft spot for them. Pretty mm. much what I'm discovering. Thank you, John, uh, for, the, for this gift. What I'm discovering is that I really, really love 90s cinema. Mm. Yes. Like, I'm really enjoying, I, I, obviously, the crime thrillers. We have about 100 of those to get through. My goodness. But all the 90s action films, I love a 90s rom-com. Um, 90s Disney movies, arguably some of the best. Like, there was something about the 90s that brought out some really good, like, middle of the range cinema <laughs> that's the thing though like I, like i was saying after i finished watching it i was just like that was a very like 90s sentiment kind of film where i'm like just the aesthetic of it all you know what i mean you're like ah oh, this is it's very structured like a b and c but it's got like mm. i don't know how to you know just like when you see those movies like clueless or whatnot i mean i don't know if it's like speaking from our generation but like i just feel safe and i feel um they're very like the way they're structured i, I don't know I, I, i'm gonna I'm gonna dance to show you guys. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna describe it through a monologue. These movies are like standing up and touching the moon and finding love. I, I always feel like it was like it, it didn't have an ABC kind of structure in terms of. of I th- think it had like A B C D E F. Like it just kept twisting and turning, and then he was gonna kill himself on the tracks. And then right. he was a pyromaniac and then they, like there wasn't, like I feel like uh, there's so many different things ha- were happening in it, which are maybe that's something that is quite appealing because it grabs our attention and we're like, oh, it's something different because it's quirky because stuff happens that just wouldn't happen nowadays mm. in films, yeah. like someone not being able to breathe when they see someone and falling over. And I, I, I don't know, like maybe it's, 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 it's camp. Yeah, it's super like, camp. It's camp yes, in that way, very which true. I think yeah. that, I think that's something that the nineties, I mean, even like mm. before that, but in those like way that were, yeah, it's like a lot of those films are super camp where you don't see that kind of heightened. I don't know. Maybe you do, but, but that's why I love like cry baby. You know what I mean? Mm. Even though yeah. Johnny Depp, I can't watch it oh, anymore because yeah, but I, I fucking loved cry baby so much. And when I saw it, I was like, 16 or something like that and it just it just i loved it so much because it was so camp it was ridiculous actually i am liking this film a little bit more the more i kind of fit it within that genre but uh, yeah it was camp it was dumb like things happen that just happen for no reason like mm. them like just making out or, or like whatever or the there being a song in it or like i i guess that's uh, the kind of nostalgia in those kind of films and stuff like that that i haven't really seen oh and then when you do see it it's like really clean 
It's like really yeah. clean and not raw at all. Super realistic. Yeah, or just like really clean, like uh, like I don't I don't know. Just a I nice know. nice little nugget of a film that you watch. There's a there's I remember I John watched Waters a thing films, like, right? Mm. That's the guy. Yeah, John yeah. Waters. Yeah. Um, there's a thing like I I would say that with this film, everything we've said was good about it. There is like. There is something, there is another film that does it better. You know, you could say, oh, I love that it's quirky, but like Moonstruck does that better. And I love that it's like got these moments of magical realism, but Amelie does yeah. it better. Um, you know, and I love, uh, I love that it's uh, an excuse for a well-written character piece. But when Harry Met Sally does that better, like mm. there's, there's, for everything you like about this film, you can point to a film mm. from a similar time that does it better. But I think what, what I enjoy about it or what it, it makes me realise is that it I think that they the way they used to do movies was, I remember I heard this somewhere, was they would make ten movies, uh, six of them would flop, would lose money, one of them would break even, one of them would do okay, one of them would do pretty well, and then the tenth film would do so well, like be such a big blockbuster, it would make back all the money oh. of the tenth of the six that lost money. Mm. That was their system. That was Hollywood's system. And then like Hollywood got bought. This is a bit of a divergent. I don't know, but Hollywood got bought by like the big sort of conglomerates. You know, like you know they got bought by these massive businesses. Like Sony bought them, and like yeah. and the big guys at the top were like, "What are you doing?" Like you know, you should do what we do, which is, you know, have brands, make something so big that it can't fail, mm. market it correctly, make sure it's, like, solid. And then that's why how they make movies now. They just spend $200 million on a three-star movie that will not lose money. But it also, there's no there's no risk of it being bad, mm. but there's no chance of it being amazing. Mm. And it's like, it's like this film wasn't perfect, but it was... The Petri dish that grew it grew some of my favorite movies. Does that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, that was yeah. very, very well done, Zach. I know. Well done, Zach. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hello. That was, you should that have written. was succinct as fuck. Oh. I, I don't remember. I don't think you've ever been that succinct. Uh, Zach's on his meds and doing some therapy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Zach is articulating. Zach, Zach, they're working. <laughs> yes. Yes. Let's go. Oh my god, Zach! Zach, they're working. Well, um, it was. I've I'm, got it. Have you guys? I set the fire. Have you guys? Oh yeah. Did, did uh, we we didn't start the fire? Did that just keep playing in your head when you're watching the film? No. What kept playing no. in my head was the um the not the soundtrack, the do, do, sound do, do, design. Do, do, that that yeah. typical nineties. Like uh, rom com comedy yeah. kind of stuff is like, it was very Mrs. Doubtfire. Like I was having Mrs. Doubtfire flashback moments. There's been a big thing that like in that it that like movies now don't. The soundtrack is often like the music is often lower than the foley than the like the sound effects. Mm. There's like a video essay that did well on YouTube. You can watch it <laughs> that talks about it. Um, and like I, I often think that I miss it. I'll watch movies and I'm like, where's the big swelling music? Why are we all and then I've gone back now and there's been a couple like what was the the thriller we watched, Body Count, where it was just like, Hey, we gotta go in a car and then like they'd shoot someone and it'd just be like <laughs> 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 with Pyromaniac's love story. There wasn't much time where that music wasn't playing like <laughs> it was kept pretty the show much going, in it. though yeah and that's absolutely. just the music that um, wasn't there what yeah. would we have 
I know it would just be like sitting with your thoughts, but you know what I mean. Like you just don't yeah. want to. Or William Baldwin just screaming yeah. something ah, at you. Nah, nah, nah. Um, that is a big yeah. Like that's a big thing. We're talking about what we love about ninety cinema. The brutally overbearing soundtracks might be. Oh, I recently rewatched um, uh, Dari- uh, Suspiria, the originals Suspiria, and just that's just oh, yeah, soundtrack. Yeah. That's another one where I was like, oh, the soundtrack is really informing a lot of this, and yeah. also because it's like heavily dubbed. But it was just one of those moments where I was like, yeah, I don't think I've seen a film like this in a while where it's all, you know, it's that loud. Like everything mm. is just people like being really tiny and just saying, my time I said, my time I said, and I love you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, yeah, sound effects or atmosphere. Like, <laughs> there's these big action scenes where it's just like, you know, like, oh, yeah. And then just you'd realize that underneath it is like, <laughs> 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 the same. <laughs> It's the same, like, composers making the same music and yes. just pulling it right back in the mix. Yeah. Like, oh, man. Guys, whenever oh. we um, review one of our John Leguizamo movies, TV shows, whatever, um, <laughs> we always kind of leave it with a bit of a rating. Now, uh-huh. it's not what you think. It's not stars. We don't want you to give it out of five stars. What we want you to give this film is a score out of five Leguizamos. Mm. Now, the listeners will probably know this by now because I'm thinking that a pyromaniac's love story is not how they decided to start this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So they understand. Oh, I might just skip right to a pyromaniac. (laughs) I'm going to skip past Mario Brothers and kick ours and skip right to a pyromaniac's love story. (laughs) Um, Our scoring system out of Leguizamos, Leguizamos is a personal thing. There's no need for discussion, really. It's like, Pat, what a Leguizamo is to you might be very different to what a Leguizamo is to Zach. Don't think of it as stars. Don't think of it in terms of how good this movie is. Just based off what you believe a Leguizamo is, what would you give this film out of five Leguizamos? For example, taking everything into consideration for me, that it was really nice for me to see him in a romantic lead. Loved that. Mm -hmm. I thought that the love story was really sweet um, and kind of a bit bit left of centre and I'm I'm a crazy guy, so I quite (laughs) enjoyed that. I loved the the uber 90s feel of the whole movie, which I thought was really good. But William Baldwin is a psychopath. (laughs) It's really poorly written. Um, And I didn't love the music. And also that bit where she punched him in the face and she got in trouble just kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. But taking all of that into consideration in terms of Leguizamo in it, quintessential Leguizamo, I would give this film three Leguizamos out of five. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, that's a that's a great score, mm. Mish, and um, really, really, uh, really considered. Um, I look, I think that uh, I think for me, it's a four Leguizamo film. Oh wow! Um, you know, I I think that uh, maybe I'll regret this down the track when I see some more Leguizamo films. We, we're yet to watch films he's directed. We're yet to have watched any of his truly great ones. But I mean, he's in it a lot. He's playing a lead. It's hot Leguizamo. It's um, you know Leguizamo oh, in every scene. I'm so sorry because it is hot Leguizamo. Three and a half from me. I'll step back out of it. <laughs> but you're right. I forgot to take into account that it's hot Leguizamo. So I'm going to step out after just stating change of score to three and a half Leguizamos. I'm giving it actually, and I'm gonna. I am. I think you're absolutely right, though. As I've now considered some of his like bigger films. I'm going to drop my score down 
to three and three quarter Leguizamos. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Patrick. I look. I okay. The, it wasn't a very well written film, um, but. I'm like, if it wasn't for this podcast, I would have never watched it. And it kind of rekindled mm. my love for like those 90s, you know, heartwarming, pleasant films that you just watched when you grew up. Or like any film that you grew up. Like if I grew up with this, I probably would be like, I love this film. Um, but mm. because I watch it now, I'm like, I don't get it. But it's rekindled that um, with William's awful acting that that was made it a lot for me. Um, and... I th- yeah, and with that, I think I'll I'll give it three Leguizamos. Great, yeah. love that. Anna, I love John Leguizamo. I'm not saying I hate him. I feel like a lot of people think I hate him. I don't know. I don't. I don't. That's fine. Um, I mean, a lot of everyone's been like, okay, yeah, we know he he's did. Great, he's great. <laughs> But, Don't come on Leguizamo Rama yeah. and then come for Leguizamo. That's all I'm saying. No. I, I have to say, though, I didn't like seeing him. I liked the fact that he was in a romantic lead because I think he's a little mm. bit off centered to what that usually is. Um, I didn't like seeing him in a romantic lead just because I was like, this character was fucking weird. I don't know. I thought it was just a little boy. I didn't like not that I wanted him to be some kind of hunk or something but mm. I, I think I prefer to see him in more serious films him kind of mm. being a bit like you know when he's in like Romeo and Juliet he's fucking awesome he's like Sybil mm. or Sybolt or something what's his name in mm. yeah, yeah. Symbol. 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 Tiny Symbol. Tiny Symbol. Tiny Symbol. Um, he also played a symbol in uh, the drum movie. He did. He definitely did. I loved Drummer him. boy. I love him. I, I, I think I prefer to see him in those roles because like, he has that intensity. And I think he kind of channeled that intensity in a different way in this film to mm-hmm. a kind of naivety and a focus. I'm just trying to like think back and watching him and his acting style. I think this movie was poorly written and I don't think it hit the kind of cult classic like something like Crybaby but that's you know mm. something else um, I really liked the dumb music that played I thought that was <laughs> a fun little quirk of it that it was a nice little <laughs> bit of nostalgia I think that's definitely a plus for me because um, it added something to this weird film um, <laughs> imagine if it was silent I want to hear I, I want to watch this film silent. without any music and like, <laughs> no, it, would different 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 it would be three grading. conversations it would be three conversations between John and Hattie about wanting to, <laughs> to go, go overseas, overseas and him not having any money <laughs> oh my god uh, William Baldwin screaming at some bikies yeah. And then <laughs> eyebrows crying. That would be, see, that's it. I want to see different music underneath it, a different color grading. I want it to be more like for a cool kind of tone of color, something like, yeah. like an NCIS kind of, or like a, or a cold case kind of color, yeah. different like darker music. I want to see like how that affects it all. <laughs> um, but I, I probably give this, I'll, I'll give it, I think I'll give it a two and a half. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Le- right, on, Le- right on, right on. Because you have beef with John Leguizamo. Yeah, because I am. Um, yeah. So um, you don't like John Leguizamo. I think he's me. I think he's shrill. I think he's. No, stop. I think he's. I think our, he, our, our three fans are really going to come for you, Honor. Well, fuck <laughs> it. I hate Taylor Swift too, so. Sorry. Oh, wow. oh no. Sorry for that. Hey, can we just say to the fans, um, we're creating drama here. We love Honor. Honor doesn't hate John Leguizamo. I we have created don't. that narrative. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so don't come for Honor. We put that on her. Don't come on Honor. Um, We've put that on her. We also plan at this point in the podcast to read reviews and stuff like that because we're getting lots of five star reviews, right, guys? Um, 
Yeah, but we haven't released our podcast yet. At this point, we're still um, we're just banking them. So <laughs> we're, at banking, this, the we're banking the pods. Um, so at this point, we're just asking a couple of questions on our Instagram, which is at Mish and Zach. If you don't follow us, uh, please go and follow us. Uh, the question that I asked this time around was, "What is your famous? What is your favorite rom com that nobody has ever heard of?" Um, it's a good question. I thought yeah. so because I'd never heard yeah. of this, and it's not my favorite, but I thought it was lovely. Um, a lot of people said Spawn. Oh yeah. Um, okay. No, well that's stupid. and I think that's because they know now that it's we're doing a podcast on John Leguizamo. But <laughs> yeah, a lot of stupid. people, I've counted 5 in total, have said about time. Which is that oh. Justin Timberlake film, I think. No. Wait. That's in time. About time, oh. about time is the one. <laughs> 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 Oh, I, watched time trailer. I watched the trailer for In Time the other day. In Time, if you don't know, is the movie where just the, where they trade time. And I, the, and I watched it and I realised I had a theory that all great sci-fi, all great horror or sci-fi is metaphor, mm-hmm. but if you can work out the metaphor from the trailer, it's not clever enough, go back to the drawing board. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely thought I thought it was in time. I'm like, that's not a romantic comedy. (laughs) (laughs) To some, it is. It's true. Uh, Clearly, I was about to say um, that people. I was like, going to go. Yeah, I can see what your criticism is. Everyone knows about about time, and then you thought it was in time, starring (laughs) Justin Timberlake. I was like, no, no, they're right. Uh, about right. time's lovely. Have you seen About Time? I haven't. I just looked it up though. It's, it looks like it's a Rachel McAdams film. Oh. It's not really a love story. It's it's um it's similar to this, you know, and like in that it's um. Has it got Eric Banner in it? Was, is it about time travel? No, no that's the time traveler's no. wife. No. That's a lot which of which is um which is rotten, but <laughs> <laughs> which is someone someone read um someone read uh, Slaughterhouse Five at university and thought you know what I can make a lot of money from taking this structure <laughs> but none of the themes yeah um, um but no I was gonna say about time is beautiful and it's the same sort of thing in that it's like it's not a love story it just like uses that marketing to then sell a really touching story about a father and a son. Oh. Good choice about time, everyone. Good choice. Very good choice, everyone. Uh, very um, good. Patrick good. and Honor, um, I thank you so much for coming on and watching our first rom-com on... Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, our first rom-com yeah. on Mission Zach's Leguizamarama. And it's hey. really, really great that you guys came on because you guys are genuinely my favourites. You're my favourite comedian. Thank you. I I think you guys are so funny. And if people haven't heard of you, they're insane. But 100%, they should definitely follow you on all your socials and everything like that because you guys are, like, remarkably good. So can you guys just plug yourselves, please? Yeah. So um, I'll I'll go first. um, We have our Hot Department Instagram, at Hot Department, as well as our TikTok and our YouTube um, if right. you want to just check me out, I'm at, at Patrick HSDS on Instagram or Patrick Dernan yeah. Silva. Anna. Yeah, so my um, I am on Instagram uh, and my uh, handle on Instagram is Anna underscore Wolf. I am also on TikTok. Yes, you are. I, I've <laughs> done a couple of videos recently. They haven't gone that well, but you know. <laughs> no, they're so good though. Please go on to Anna's TikTok. <laughs> 
and watch her TikToks. They're so fucking funny, man. And um, send me a friend request on Facebook because I really want to get my friend yeah. count up so mm. I can seem really popular yes. to all my friends in high school. Yeah. I'm 17 and I'm the youngest one here. And she's got hot pics. I got such hot pics. So yeah, really she has all the best. She has all yeah. the best borders. She updated her profile picture the other day and it got 103 likes. And I was like, fuck. 103? You went to three digit likes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. That's full on, Honor. That's so cool, man. I reckon I'm going to be school Um, captain. If they want to see what it is that you guys do, um, your YouTube has web series and stuff, yeah? Oh, yeah. So on our YouTube, we have a um, a couple of sketches. We're planning on filming some more um, content, but it's just hard because of COVID and... Yeah, um, no, it sucks. And we have beef. Because Because you guys divorced. are fighting a lot. We're yeah, fighting. We, keep fucking. So we keep fucking and fighting. We keep so, fucking and fighting. Yeah, we can't stop. Um, but we do have another series called Stepmom Blues, which was just a some random videos that we took for a um uh just promo. a promo video. And then we ended up making a, a psych. I watched yeah, Stepmom Blues by myself. Series. I watched Stepmom Blues by myself in my apartment. And when you're by yourself and you see something funny, you might like go, ha, huh, huh, or something like that. You know what I mean? And just keep watching. You're not with other people, so you don't need to like laugh really loud. I was by myself and it was so funny. I had to pause it oh. because I was Aww. laughing so much by myself. I looked like a psychopath. <laughs> um, but no, it's true. We love you guys and people should follow you and watch your And stuff. we love you. Yes. No, you don't. And no, we you love That's what we want. Yes, yes go on. No, Why? You Why you though? Don't. Anna, no, tell us. Look at me. Zach, look at me. Look. We do. We love you. Look at her anus. We love you. We think you're special. No, you fucking hate me. We, and I look. fucking hate you too. No, 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 no. We no. love you. We Seriously. love you. Since that day, like when you like both saw us and like we saw you like at a car park and like you were like looking at Anna's anus and like we just knew that like that second when we made a connection, that was something good that we were going to have. You know, when you see an anus for the first time and you get that rush and it doesn't actually matter how many times after you see... Uh, how many times beyond that that you see the same anus you're just chasing the feeling of the first time you saw that anus I'll never forget that's more true that is more true than you know yeah. that's when I squatted in, on top of a mirror and it was like was terrifying and I don't think I'll ever get that feeling again I'm being genuine that was a really scary moment for me in my childhood um, I think on that happy note we should just say goodbye goodbye everyone goodbye <laughs> don't worry <laughs> Goodbye, I'll miss you. You know that we both will love you forever. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.